Maximum Pain, my weekly market review, April 23rd, 2023. It's said on Wall Street that the goal of the market is to extract the maximum amount of pain from the greatest number of people. What this is getting at is that when everyone is positioned as bullish, the pain trade is for markets to move lower. When everyone is bearish, the pain trade is for them to go higher. As such, the pain trade has been mostly inflicted on the bears so far this year in 2023, and it's helping to support stocks despite decidedly dodgy economic fundamentals. Sentiment matters in the short term, and so the pain trade was to push the market higher to some degree, especially after general caution gave way to fully-fledged bearish sentiment following the bank failures in mid-March and increasing evidence that the economy may be starting to crash. However, it seems that sentiment may be shifting again after some surprisingly decent early earnings reports, recent hopeful inflation data, and the end of rate hikes finally coming into view. It's worth keeping an eye on sentiment in this regard, as the direction of the pain trade may be about to flip. For the moment, markets remain resilient, but that resiliency has been underpinned by the aggressive idea of an imminent Fed hike, pause, pivot, cut interest rate narrative and an only gradual slowing of economic growth. We won't know if this thesis is correct until we can properly assess how deep the economic slowdown is going to be. While the chances of the U.S. completely avoiding a recession seem small, there is still a very legitimate possibility that it may only be a mild one. Consider the following. The S&P 500 is up 25% from the pre-pandemic levels of January 2020. The National Home Price Index is up 38% from January 2020. Wages have risen 53% since January 2020. Pandemic stimulus across 476 million payments totaled more than $814 billion worth of deposits, which went straight into the pockets of American consumers. 90% of the $770 billion Paycheck Protection Program, PPP loans, have been completely or partially forgiven, injecting massive stimulus into the economy. The critical point here is that consumers have simply had more money to work through before they have to start changing their behavior in response to inflation and the Fed's interest rate hikes. This goes a long way to explaining why the Fed has had to raise interest rates again and again and again at a historically unprecedented rate of basically 0% to 5% in the space of a year, simply in order to get the attention of the American consumer who entered last year, flush with stimulus money, a suddenly much more valuable home bought or refinanced using an ultra-low fixed-rate mortgage, higher wages, and a fatter investment portfolio. Then, that turbocharged rate hike campaign severely damaged both the stock and bond markets, which made 2022 uniquely painful even for the most diversified of portfolios. The first shots were fired last week in the upcoming congressional grandstanding about the debt ceiling. Let me be clear, a no-strings-attached debt limit increase cannot pass. 
Debt limit negotiations are an opportunity to examine our nation's finances, bellowed House Speaker Kevin McCarthy during a speech at the New York Stock Exchange of all places. Chuck Schumer shot right back. If Speaker McCarthy doesn't change his course, he could well take this country to default. Investors aren't yet paying any serious attention to the back and forth sniping, even though the last serious debt ceiling battle in 2011 did cause tumbling markets and a downgrade of US debt. While we can expect some occasional short-term market volatility at times when the irksome squealing reaches fever pitch, I think it's very important to maintain a distinction between tiresome short-term Washington gamesmanship and any long-term damage to investment portfolios. Traders seem to have settled into the idea of a quarter-point rate increase from the Fed next month. That probability is now up to 89%. And early earnings have been mostly fine, with just a few disappointments here and there. The result has been a collective yawn for much of the last week or two. But with earnings about to hit full steam this week, investors will finally have plenty to think about beyond just inflation, interest rates, and yield curves. Earnings season has a way of returning investors' attention to the fundamentals and the bottom line. 